today we thank him for his words we thank him for his goodness his mercy and his grace we call out to the name of our Lord Jesus amen amen my setup is a little bit different today <clears throat> but we give praise and honor to God. <clears throat> Just enjoy the music here for a minute. And we'll go into prayer. Mm. This is Kids Christian Radio. I know it's simple. Amen. Glory to God on today. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your loving kindness, your tender mercy. We call out to you because your word is good. There's none like you. <clears throat> I can search and I can look, but there's no one, no one quite like you. And so on this morning, we cast out doubt. We cast out fear. We cast out the limitations of our own mind and the limitations that the world wants to place on us. We bind them and we move and remove them. We take off the time limits. We take off the, the income limits. We take off the limits um, that are placed on our gift and our talent. We lay those ways aside and we enter into that secret place, into that quiet place, into that place where we can hear the voice of our chief shepherd, where we can hear the voice of God, our provider, Jehovah Jireh. And Father, we thank you for your word on today. We thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. Amen. <clears throat> and we declare it so in the name of Jesus. And so on today, um, just have a few scriptures that I wanted to share. And the main one is First uh, Peter, I put five, six through seven. And so it entails 
about humbling yourself before the mighty hand of God. And so uh, on this morning, we shared a little bit about Moses and the children's church. And so I guess that's a good example as any. And we see that Moses, <clears throat> he was a man who uh, was an Israelite and he grew up though up under the teachings and up under the indoctrination of the Egyptian um, people, you know, they're, they're polytheistic uh, believers in multiple gods. And, and he grew up in the house of Pharaoh and he was taught and tutored by the of the household. And so he had to leave. He had to run from Egypt because Pharaoh was after him because he killed an Egyptian for uh, maltreatment of some Hebrew brethren. He didn't know that they were brethren, but he he killed the killed the um, an official of the Egyptian uh, guard and or whoever the uh, task master implementer was. He killed them, and then um, Pharaoh got got word to Pharaoh that he killed him, and so he had to leave, and he he traveled away, uh, we'll say, into the area and land of Midian, amen, where he hooked up with Jethro. And so anyway, God had, uh, um, he was there, you know, and, and God used him in 40-year increments. <clears throat> he left Egypt when he was 40, and he dwelt for 40 years um, with Jethro and married uh, Zephora. <clears throat> but anyway, he was tending sheep. And if you can imagine going from a prince in the house of Pharaoh to a place of tending sheep, that in itself was a place in a position of, of humbleness and of humility. Sorry about that. My throat is a little bit scratchy. And so he heard uh, and he was there with Jethro and he married the daughter and um, tending sheep or minding his business. He looked up on the, on the hill or in the mountain and he saw a burning bush that wasn't burning and he went up to investigate. God showed him some things and talked to him and says, hey, man, I want you to go back and rescue the Israel, the, the Hebrew people. And so Moses had to humble himself, amen, under the mighty hand of God. And, and he went back and he took his sons and he took his, his household, he put, took his wife. And so we're going to leave it right there. But, but God used him in a mighty way to deliver the Hebrew people out of, of prison, encampment, out of the hand of Pharaoh out of slavery over 400 years. And when he left, he left with the silver, the gold, and, and fine arraignment. And so within the context of who we are, God has placed some things within us. And as I look back on my life and where I come from and where I am now, and, and that there's more that God wants to pull out of me, and so I, I, I 
tell you, um, you know, God has more and, and he wants those, his spirit is going to and fro uh, in the earth, looking for men and women, looking for folks. And so here, let's just get to the text. Um, no, no. So here it says, I'll read five in uh, first Peter five uh, and five through seven. It says, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders, clothe yourself, all of you with humility toward one for another. God oppresses the proud and gives grace to the humble. <laughs> In this day and time, people don't want to serve. They don't want to humble. It's all about the power move. It's all about uh, being chief. It's all about sustainment of self-preservation. And it's not about serving others. That's the world principle. And so almost... Um, we see the example that Jesus washed the disciples' feet. That was a grueling, arduous task, but he did it. He did it, and he didn't have to. And the present teaching of some mindsets, and we can see it in the feminist movement, don't serve no one, become self-serving. And someone may disagree and become upset with me for saying it, but the feminist movement is not about serving others. It's about self-serving. And so God is not looking, and, and the same with the with the chauvinistic agenda. I'll, I'll you know, uh, switch it on the other side, you know, they, the misogynistic point of view, and you, you got all these terms, but Culture and society says that I serve no one but myself. But that's not what God says. He said that uh, the last shall be first, amen, and the first shall be last. And he wants us to be meat for his use. He wants us to render and to surrender ourselves under his hand. And that's what 6 says. And the verse says, humble yourselves here, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that so that at the proper time he will exalt you. Man, he told Abram, Abraham, he said, Obey and serve me, or he says, Obey me, and you will. And I will make your name great. I mean, I had so many thoughts right there. I will make your name great. You don't have to. You don't have to have to worry about defending yourself. You just serve others and serve the cause of what God says that's written in your name and in your chart about what God says that you are and what God says that you should become casting and it says here in seven casting all your anxieties on him well today i have some anxieties that i have to cast on him i have to cast 
uh, uh, the, the destruction element of the feminist agenda, which is creating division in the households of fellow believers. Well, God has set it up and how the structure of the family and the nucleus of things should be. And, and there's a, a point of extinction that's coming through feministic agenda, through um, uh, relationships of uh, phileo uh, between same genders and cross genders. All those are a threat to the nucleus of the family and our culture to include racism and unequal treatment, unfair treatment toward people. How else are they gonna see the glory of God if you don't humble yourself and be used of God, excuse me there. So I must cast my anxiety of the, the fact that I'm a man of color and exceedingly intelligent, but I have to deal with just crazy things in the workplace, not in all workplaces, amen, but there's places where there's unequal treatment where men of color, even today, we, we have a hard role to fight because there's pre mental dispositions relative to our color and what the performance should be. And it's not the reality within our households. We have to deal with the fact of, of many generations of <clears throat> men um, dealing with the threat of income absence, uh, the threat of, of unfaithfulness. But yet and still, I must humble myself before God. It says here, casting all my anxieties on him. It says because, <coughs> excuse me, because he cares for us. And so if God cares for us, I need to take my anxieties to him. And so we see where the prophet goes to the potter's house and, and, and the potter is shaping and molding the clay. I must be like that clay and 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 as the, the potter which represents the hand and the creativity of god is molding that clay as it's around the wheel i must be like that clay allowing god as it turns on the spindle glory to god which represents the passing of time as god takes his hand and shapes me and molds me. It's already been declared before the season of time, what I should be and what I should do. And he looks to us to declare out to him our anxieties, our, our, our misgivings, the areas where we feel that we are weak. Where we are weak at, he is strong and he's able. And so we see he, him saying that I am the potter, you are the clay. Allow me to make and mold you because I am the author, I am the scripter, I am the writer after your heart and after your soul. And so we need to depend on him and believe in him. And it says here, be sober, be vigilant, be aware, don't be entangled in 
mental euphoric senses with drugs and alcohol, <coughs> see the things as they are and not from the eyes of society, not from the eyes of racist agenda, not from the eyes of the acceptance of, of things that are illegal upon the earth, but be watchful, amen, vigilant, because the adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And so as a roaring lion, but as we say, yes, and, and God has said, I've set before you the things that are of the evil empire of the world and things that are of heaven and things that are good, you choose. He needs us to humble ourselves. He needs us to have an epiphany moment, a discovery moment of his greatness, of who he is. Says, but my, but may God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while. Well, the suffering and the toiling a while deals with our decisiveness part in part our decisive decisiveness on if we want to serve and follow after God. That's the first order of things. And then after that, when we're in God, it's the segmentation is to move through the, the persecution of the enemy that's trying to distract us and trying to deter us. Amen. But it tells us perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Established in the word of God, settle that the image that I see is not the image that man wants me to see. It's not the image that even myself wants me to see, but I'm settled and I'm corrected on the image that God said I should be. Whatever it is that I should be, by faith I accept whatever God says for me and I begin to walk through it. I begin to select within it. Amen. It tells us here, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. The dominion <coughs> and the operation on the earth, he has settled it that men should take dominion and authority upon the earth. We get that authority from heaven. And when we come into that image that God says, the image of agreement that he has called us to be, when we go in faith and accept that image, that's when heaven and earth is moved. That's when his hand is moved so that we can be all that he has called us to be. That's that progenitor effect, amen, that he has deemed on us a dream, a consequence of establishing us relative to the birthright that he has for us. And, and I say, I use the word consequence, the episode of our birth among men on the earth. Ezekiel 22 and 30 tells us, it says, and I sought, I sought for a man among them that thou, that shall make up the hedge and stand in the gap 
before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. And so God is looking to and fro, looking to and fro to men and to women that have accepted their high call in him, that have accepted. And when he told the prophet, I believe it was Jeremiah, he said I, in, in, in chapter one, when he was just a boy, he told him, he said, I knew you before you were formed in the belly of your mother's womb. It says, I, glory to God, I sanctified you, I anointed you, and I called you, I called you, amen, to be a prophet to the nations. And so Abe, Jeremiah was just a boy. And so the eyes of God are going to and fro, looking for men and women to be faithful toward him. We can see the example with David, right? Saul, Saul didn't humble himself. Saul was, you know, he was sacrificing when he should have been obedient. He should have killed everything like God told him through the prophet, Lottie Dottie, everybody. But he looked to the people. He looked to the world system, man, and he was worried. So he said, man, the prophets came up on the rooftop and said, man, what are you doing? Dude, You, God didn't tell you to sacrifice. It's a stink to him because of your obedience. And, and now you're sacrificing beasts and things that aren't consecrated. So God wants us to discern and he wants us to separate sanctified uh, good things from worldly things. And so it says here, but now the kingdom shall not continue. And, and, and here we're still talking about Saul, right? And, and then David, was yet a boy, but he had humbled himself, man. He worked in the field and, and he had the sheep out there and he would play his harp and, and the Lord is my shepherd, you know, and in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place. Shall he hide me up under the hedge of his wings? Glory to God. And it, and it tells us here, and Samuel, 1 Samuel 13 and 14 about Saul. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. He didn't humble himself. He didn't avail himself to God. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. He's still a boy. David was still a boy, right? And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people. He commanded him to, glory to God, he commissioned him, he ordained him, David, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. So at a point, it is a commandment. At a point, it is a disposition toward to obey and serve God. He is a commandment, but you have to endure hardness as a good soldier and you have to come in and you have to become obedient. And, and there's a regiment, there's a disciplined uh, cycle of things that must take place. 
But when the Lord had removed him, amen, talking about Saul, he had raised up unto them David to be their king. And this is in Acts 13 and 22, to whom he also gave their testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill my will. Man, he needs you to be humble upon the earth because his he has a will and he has a position that needs to be done. There's dominion and authority, this territory that has to be taken over on the earth. It's powerful. <coughs> Excuse me again. It's powerful, and as absolute God is, he needs men and women upon the earth to be faithful toward him. He needs men and women upon the earth to humble themselves and to be meet for the master's use to turn toward him in the time of trouble. Glory to God. He wants to bless you, and, and I'm going to leave you with this one scripture here in Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. So God wants to bless you upon the earth. If a tax come because you're blessed, man, that's the enemy trying to fake out your mind, trying to force you into an area of isolation, trying to force you away from the humility of what God has for you, the humility position that we have in order to receive exactly what God has for us. And so I just want to let you know to go forth and to, hum to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Every time I've humbled myself, he has moved heaven and earth to place me in a position to bless me, to place me in the position to be a blessing to others upon the earth, to be a blessing, amen, to other people. And, and so my prayer is that you and the eyes of your understanding be open and enlightened, that you know, understand and discover what it is, the, the death, the breath and the the width of what it is that God will have you to do and be. Not only that you discover it, but that you take it like Abraham, right? He took what God told him as the right spot and as the right place to be in. And so we declare over you right now, not only that you hear and you humble yourself to the mighty hand of God, but that by faith, you assume the territory and the, the rulership that he has issued to you. When you assume it, a man like Abram, Abraham, when God told him, said, man, get out of earth, child. Get out of this place. I'll show you later, but I just need you to move. And once he got out and he had stuff already, y'all, a man in, in, in Egypt, and, and I want to say Chaldean, 
uh, both kings gave him stuff, and I might be wrong about the Chaldean king. It might be, and I, and I can't remember that kingdom, but he left out, and each time he left, he God blessed him through those kings with stuff. You know, it might not have been the most ideal scenario, but God, he, man, Abraham, Abram was humble, and he listened to God. And because of that, God made him the father of many nations as the stars in the sky. And then he said, wait a minute, like the dust on the earth. And he gave him a son when he was past childbearing years. So what is it that God wants to do to blow your mind, to release you from the prison of the world system? And so that men and women, so that you can be a blessing to nations and to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. That's the word on today. And so I want to pray and say, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we are moving forward. We thank you that through your mighty hand and and through all of the, the things that you have for us, God, that in you, all things, we are all sufficient. And we thank you, God, glory to your name, that we are humbling ourselves up under your mighty hand and you are using us to go forward and to take over territory and to take back and to move into those areas that God has called us to do and to be, amen, and be blessed on today. I want to tell you and praise God for you and for his goodness and mercy. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you from yes and amen. Glory to God.